Hey everybody, I'm Brandi Kelly and I'm a superintendent on a mission to lead with hope and to help my fellow educators do the same. The Lead with Hope podcast is a bi-weekly podcast that will inspire and empower you to lead with hope. Check out my website at leadwithhope.net. Now today, my guest is Dan Wolf. Dan has served in a variety of educational roles in Florida for more than 25 years. He's currently an assistant principal at Sunray Elementary and was selected as Pasco County's District Teacher of the Year in 2011-2012 school year. For the past three years, Dan has written a blog called Becoming the Change, and his first book recently came out in June of 2022 called Becoming the Change. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. Thank you so much for having me on on the show, Brandy. I appreciate it. Dan, I want to start off by you just telling the listeners about your story. Who are you and why did you become an educator? Sure. Um, Again, my name is Dan Wolf, and um, I grew up in uh, Germantown, Maryland, and actually I'm currently in Florida, just uh, north of Tampa. Uh, This is my 27th year in education. I've held various roles. I've been an elementary teacher, kindergarten through fifth grade, actually interned in kindergarten. So if you can survive that, you you can survive anything in my book. Um, I've been a math coach, a math uh, district curriculum specialist, K-12, where we serve, I service 18 uh, Title I schools within one of our regions. And I'm currently an assistant principal and uh, who's also in the principal's pool. So I hope to be a principal at a school in, in the future for sure. So awesome. And we need we need strong principals. We need strong leaders in education today. And and you're not kidding about um, if you can survive kindergarten. I was a preschool through first grade principal for four years. And I don't think I ever worked harder in my life. It is all hands on deck. And those little ones have so much energy. It is amazing. So Uh, that is a true statement. Absolutely. And of course, when I went to kindergarten, just to date myself, it was only half day kindergarten. So to survive a full day was even, it was like a double dose (laughs) of reality for that, for sure. Yeah. So Lead with Hope is a system of self-efficacy. And my acronym for HOPE H stands for habits, O for optimistic outlook, P for passion and purpose, and then E for excellence. So based on that acronym, which of those areas most resonate with you and why? Um, I would say, I mean, and again, I know they're all interconnected, but the one that stood out for me was uh, the P for sure, Um, because for me, this is my why. I, I believe that uh, my passion is uh, people and uh, establishing those positive relationships. I believe that goes a long way. Uh, that consists of students, families, and the staff that I serve. And then within that is that purpose uh, to serve, lead, and inspire. And actually, th- that's my daily mantra. Every day, that's what my goal is. It's actually on my alarm when I wake up to serve, lead, and inspire. And if I can do that every day, then I consider it a, a successful day. Um, I believe that in serving uh, in serving others first, it's in the hopes will help that person, whoever you're you're um, serving, uh, will pay it forward to others, because um, that's what I think just makes the world a better place. Uh, and then this flows into leading others uh, to towards becoming their best self uh, by inspiring them to reach new uh, new heights, both professionally and personally. 
you know, and then the last part of that was uh, the perseverance. And um, that comes from overcoming both personal and professional challenges in my life uh, that I faced um, from personally. Um, I lost my dad at 17 during my senior year in high school due to a heart attack. And then I made in 2009, I made the difficult decision to step down as an assistant principal um, because uh, I wanted to spend more time with my family. I felt like I was missing out on watching my daughter grow up and things like that, memories that I'd never get back. But um, everything happens for a reason because then in 2016, I was blessed to become an assistant principal again. And ironically enough, at the school that I had left in 2009. So, you know, things just happen for a reason. You don't always know why, but it's that perseverance of never giving up. So, Absolutely. And I agree with that statement. Everything happens for a reason. Um, You know, we don't all have tragedies in our lives, but I know we all have adversity. And um, grief is something that as hard as it is to overcome, I do think it, it binds us together. I lost a brother when I was 15 and my mother when I was 24. And then, um, most recently my dad is going through Parkinson's with dementia and we're slowly losing him. Yeah. We're Mm -hmm. slowly losing him. But those situations, like you said, it's the people that we come across in, in life that, that really matter. And, um, sometimes the experiences we have, um, bond us and help us to to reach those people that need us in in the in the time that they need us absolutely i I wholeheartedly agree and i believe it's the people that are that become our legacy and the impact we have on them it's that footprint that that imprint on them you know um that that that's what's going to last when we're 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 no longer here and mm-hmm. I, you know, and I think that's anything that I can instill within my daughter or just anybody else that I come in contact with is, you know, having this world be a better place for it. I think that that makes all, all worthwhile. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, thinking about that um, this last week, um, a couple of people we've been in education, Dan, about the same amount of time. I'm right around 23 years in education. And I started out as a school social worker in Effingham School District. And this past week, um, one of my former students reached out to me. And, you know, she's a kiddo who um, she was raised by her grandmother and her mom was an addict. um, And and she was just lost. She had so many lost years. Um, But she reached out to me on social media and she said, for some reason, this time of year, she just has the desire to contact me and let me know that um, I made a difference in her life. And for educators, Mm -hmm. that is so true for each and every one of us. We all have numbers of kids that we have impacted in a number of ways. And that's our legacy. Absolutely. Yes. And I mean, and that's why we do what we do. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, we never went into it for the money or anything else like that. But it's, you know, having that kind of impact, it's priceless. And and to me, that that's something, you know, um, and and the the students that I serve, I mean, most of my career has been in Title One. And I mean, I know Mm -hmm. there's there's challenges in non Title One schools. But just seeing, you know, just letting them know, hey, glad to have you here. You know, just, uh, you know, we have like fist bump Fridays at our school and things like that. And just to see them just happy to be there. And I know around the holidays, right around this time, they 
they're they're gonna have two weeks off and you know they they're they don't know what that what that's gonna look like are they gonna be in the home that they're currently in right now are they gonna have to go to another hotel or whatever the circumstance may be and that's why we don't really worry about homework and things like that we worry about them being there and just letting mm -hmm. them know that you know um you know that they're safe and that they're protected yeah. and that they're loved and i think that's all you could really give them for that and even when they leave our school uh, as and they move on to sixth grade i always let them know you're always our kids no matter what I, you know i said just you know and they'll come back and they'll and mm -hmm. they'll say hello and things like that and i mean that just means the world it really does oh it, it really does it it's amazing you know just that contact after they've they've left and then they come back and, and that contact that you have with with your kids they're always your kids um that never mm -hmm. changes and i know that you do a lot of of things with social emotional learning at your school dan mm -hmm. um on social media i noticed that you do um a video about gratitude um you talked about the fist bump fridays what is the most impactful thing that you do around sel at your school that you can share with our listeners i think it's uh and it's it really it's twofold because it's not just for the students but and also the staff that i serve and everything because it's really sel as an, as adults as well because mm -hmm. we are still evolving and becoming our own change um with things and i think it's um leading with compassion and understanding uh i really lean on out of the because the, there's five areas within social emotional learning for your listeners there's um self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. And the one that I lead heavily on is that social awareness piece. I think often that's one that's the hardest to, to really be, you know, to really come out into the world. I mean, even in the things we see what's happening in the world now, it's that social awareness piece, looking at it through the lens of someone else, you know, um, leading with empathy, not sympathy, uh, and, and it's just letting them know, having those real conversations with parents and things like that. I mean, I, I never knew how privileged a life I lived growing up. I would complain about it growing up thinking, you know, just like any teenager would that, oh, my life is this or that. But being in the role I've had in the schools I've been in, seeing what it really is like on the front lines and when people don't really have, they're coming from broken homes. They don't know who their dad is or, you know, they're being raised, you know, there's just so many fear of unknowns that, I mean, I never really had to face yet, you know, and just being able to see that and um, listen to their story, because that's something that I don't think often happens enough. We're so caught up in uh, where are they proficiency wise and where are they with this and that, where do they, where do we rank in comparison to the other schools? And everything has its place, but really that's not what their concerns are from families. It's not, it's not at the forefront of their mind. It could be just getting a good education or they mm -hmm. might've not had a, a great experience when they went to school. So they're very skeptical of the educational experience for their kids. And it's my job to keep, let them know, you know, that, that they are, they are in good hands and you know uh we are going to have that open communication we are on the same level uh you know i tell my teachers all the time that i support i said yes i have the title of assistant principal but it's a title 
I said, what's behind it and what I do, that is what's going to matter more than anything else. Um, I, the title will never lead what I do, no matter what role I have, because it, it's the impact that, that, that really matters. And so just to bring it back around within SEL, I mean, it really, mm -hmm. again, is that social emotional, I mean, that social awareness piece, excuse me, um, that I mm -hmm. think really is what I try to hone in on for what the needs are, because they're always changing. And I, yeah. I feel in education, we're, we're like a chameleon. We adapt to the environment and we adapt to what our families need. And that's mm -hmm. always going to come first and foremost, no matter what legislative measures or anything else that gets thrown our way, we're going to be there as the advocates for the, those families and students and teachers. Yes, we definitely have to meet our, our teachers and our students where they are and then um, help them, you know, to to reach their fullest potential from there. That's the only way we're going to help them reach their fullest potential. And I think whenever you're talking about that social awareness piece, people um, people re reach that self-actualization whenever they are able to fuel their passion. So speaking to them about their passions is so impactful and learning about their story and who they are and where they came from and why you know, why they have the interests that they have and then helping them to plug into to that to fulfill their 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 purpose and their passion in life is is so very powerful. And I know you have a powerful passion um, with becoming the change. That is your most recent project. So um, mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about uh, the book that released in June of 2022? Sure. Um, so the name of the book is called uh, Becoming the Change, Five Essential Elements Towards Being Your Best Self. Um, it's uh, currently on Amazon right now, uh, and it's through uh, it's published through the Road, of, Road to Awesome. Uh, so I'm very uh, grateful to them for taking a chance on me because we talked about perseverance and everything earlier. I had probably well over 50 rejections until I finally had... Uh, uh, Darren, go ahead and uh, take a, a Darren Peppard, take a, take a chance on me and his wife, Jess. And I'm forever grateful for that. Um, but that's just to the listeners out there. Never give up, you know, on what you believe in. And it, it, you, you just have to see it through. Um, in this book, what I do is I provide the reader with uh, the tools and resources necessary uh, to manage the one thing we can truly change, uh, which is ourselves. Uh, throughout the book, I discuss a change much like the metamorphosis of a butterfly, whereas we experience our own type of metamorphosis as it relates to our own social and emotional uh, well-being. Uh, within there, um, one of the things that I have is um, I believe we each have our own moral compass that guides us in life. Um, so, you know, just like a compass, when we get lost in the woods or something, when we have our different struggles in life and everything, we have our own moral compass to guide us. And at the epicenter is that self-awareness piece, which is knowing our inner selves and what makes us tick. It's I look at it much like a mechanic that knows the inner workings of a car. We know mm -hmm. we are the mechanics of our lives. Um, that also, and then each of the four areas of the, the cardinal directions, if you will, you have your self-management, which we're in the driver's seat of our own minds and actions. We control our destiny. Uh, social awareness, like we spoke about before, is really understanding our place in, in this world and how we can survive through acceptance and unity. 
looking at things through the lens of others. Uh, relationship skills is those looking for those innate qualities we have not only in others, but also within ourselves. Because if we, uh, as you hear, as we know, if you don't love yourself, how can you love anyone else within there? And then what ties it all together are uh, responsible decision-making because uh, as author and podcaster Seth Godin once said, decisions are choices. And we have to make sure that we're using, we're making those choices with an open heart and mind. Um, and throughout the book, I, I'm a big fan of quotes. So I have quotes that relate to each of these areas. I have what are called compass checks throughout. Um, and then I even have, if you remember those books, uh, the Choose Your Own Adventure. Uh -huh. um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I grew up on those and I, I wanted to do something different with the book. Yeah, um, so it wasn't just one that could you could read from beginning to end. You can definitely do that, which yeah, I hope everyone would. But um, but what you do is you have a um, there's a, a needs assessment in the beginning, where you honestly evaluate yourself of where you are in the five areas. You're going to have strengths and you're going to have limitations. I don't call them weaknesses because limitations are really what we put on ourselves when you really think about it. Um, mm -hmm. And then within there, um, at the end of every chapter you get to choose um, whether you want to read on self-awareness or responsible decision-making. You can jump around within the book and read based on what your, your needs are or where you want to, maybe you want to hone in on that strength of self-awareness and get even better with it. And uh, so you, that that's the purpose of the book. And then the hope is that you, you uh, give yourself that self-assessment every six months to a year. Um, and then, you know, you're on a new adventure because that's what life is. It, it, mm -hmm. it it's, it's our own story. And that's what I wanted the book to be is it's your own story, your own journey. So you're the driver of it. So that's how that book was uh, laid out. I love the idea of choose your own adventure, um, especially whenever you consider, you know, like you said, life is a journey. And I think oftentimes we get so busy living life that we forget to enjoy the ride. And it's so important that we find the joy in this journey. Right. I, well, I kind of, when you had just said that uh, within there, I kind of, um, you, if you, uh, the movie Shawshank Redemption comes to mind. Yeah. And uh, when Red says either, or get busy, get busy living or get busy dying. And mm -hmm. that's just basically, you know, right now it's, it's get busy living. And that's, that's what we, we all need to do because we only go on this uh, journey once and we want to make the most of it for sure. That's right. And I, I hope that, um, you know, our listeners will pick up your book and read it. It sounds very powerful. I know I'm going to uh, go to Amazon when we get done with this podcast and purchase it for myself. I haven't read it yet, but I plan to. Um, oh, thank you. So, yeah. So, Dan, thanks for, for coming on today. And why don't you tell the listeners how they can connect with you? Sure. Um, so uh, there's a couple of different areas. So Twitter or X, I still call it Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. It's at serve, lead, inspire. Um, the serve is without the E, and it's not that I can't spell. It's just that I'm limited in characters, so that's that's what I was allowed. Um, Instagram is serve, lead, inspire, always. Uh, it's Dan Wolf on Facebook and LinkedIn. And then um, I have a website, becomingthechange.com, where my blog is, and a podcast where I just, um, I, I go ahead and write about, um, again, as I said earlier, I'm a big fan of quotes. So I write about what that quote means to me um, and how it relates to one of the areas in SEL because I, with quotes, they mean something to you at one point in your life. And then you can look at that same quote five years later 
And because of the experiences you've had, it means something completely different. And I think that's just the beauty uh, of that. And that just shows how we just continuously grow and change. Yeah. Yeah. And it just reminds me of what you said earlier about the uh, imagery of the metamorphosis with the butterfly. We're constantly evolving and changing and, and hopefully growing to be the best version of ourselves. And Dan, I couldn't agree with you more about SEL. Um, I think that's the foundation of everything we do in education. So again, thank you for coming on today. And um, I know that uh, your words of wisdom today will help the listeners um, continue to lead with hope. So again, thank you, Dan. All right. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Leading with Hope is an intentional practice requiring self-reflection and self-awareness. Check out my website at leadwithhope.net and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. My newsletter provides three tips, two quotes, and one question that will help you build self-efficacy and lead with hope. Thanks for tuning in today and have a great day.